0: Hi, I'm Robin Coffin. And who the fuck are you?
1: <laughs>
0: yep, yup,
1: that's the that's... one. Settle in as we begin to tell you about some friends. Folks you know in Chicago and some you've never met. We'll talk about the things they say and do. There's a question posed to old and new. Who the fuck? By you? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Kevin Alves. Welcome back to Who the Fuck Are You? I'd like to give a big hello and hi and welcome to any first time listeners out there. A big welcome back to all of you who are returning champions. And you know what? For the ones that already left, stop listening, go fuck yourself. Yeah, right in your fucking stupid face. Doesn't matter what I say about them. They stop listening, so they're not going to hear it anyway. So, yeah. Fuck them. We're great without you. That's right. We're doing just fine. Well, they're going to miss out on my great guest today. Dear, dear friend, who I love very much, makes me laugh a whole bunch. Um, you know her as Cindy Herman on NBC Chicago Fire. Please welcome to the show, Robin Coffin. There she is. You look great.
0: Oh, so do you! Hey, there you
1: are. Now I can hear you. Hi, Robin Coffin. How are you?
0: Oh, <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> oh, just doing okay. Has it How been? How are one-
0: you? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm fine. I'm doing okay. You know, shaking off a pandemic, trying to get back into the world. The huge.
0: you know. The use. mm-hmm
1: How are you, dear?
0: been
1: a day yeah 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 been a little bit of crazy it's and it's a, and it's a sunday too like sundays aren't supposed to be crazy they're supposed to be pretty chill
0: one would hope my
1: friend <laughs> you're not fucking plenty of things right if you let your sunday go to crazy shit like that come on
0: i know i know i'm just doing life all wrong right now <laughs> oh
1: but you're doing life so perfectly at the same time you know oh
0: aren't come you on. sweet come
1: on look at you you just got married for god's sake you're doing I did. Things right, congratulations. This is, I, we haven't got to talk since then. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. I love that Thank you all you. still did it. Pandemic, damn, be damned. You know that uh, it doesn't have to hold you back from that kind of shit.
0: Yeah, no, and we did it. We did it our way. We did it in a backyard. We had fourteen people. We ate hot dogs and danced.
1: Mm, see, that sounds. I love. I'm, I'm one of the. Some people hate weddings. Some people love weddings. I love weddings because I like. Uh, uh, have friends and food and booze. Um, mm-hmm. I like fancy weddings. They're not as fun, but chill, like low-key weddings like that. For me, that's perfect. You're like, you like, you've got hot dogs and coolers of beer. So yay.
0: Absolutely. Happy, yep. happy.
1: You can celebrate no matter what. I did uh, a friend of mine got married years ago and we threw for their wedding reception. We threw our annual pirate party. We would throw a party every year for a, a pirate themed party every year. And he was like, well, can, can that be our reception? And I was like, yeah, you can have it however you want. And that's all it takes, whatever you want. and then Yeah, the it's best whatever you time. want. Yeah, It's
0: whatever you want.
1: So yay, yeah. congratulations uh, to you. Oh, 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 thank you. It's so
0: thank nice you. to see your damn face. It's
1: nice to see. I was thinking about it a little bit ago. It's actually longer than a year for us because I hadn't seen you in a while prior to uh, the lockdown and everything. And yeah. then the lockdown came, and of course, didn't see anybody forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is wonderful to see you. I'm so glad you're doing well. um how was how did you survive your pandemic? Because you I know are uh, you are kind of a you'd like to go out and have a great time and see your friends and family and things like that. How was it for you having to hold all that in?
0: I am a social gal. Mm-hmm. um, you know, I actually. I use the pandemic as a time to sort of regroup and refocus and like go a little inward. Cause we were forced to just like be with ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I used the time to kind of think about what it was that I wanted to do and like the shit that I didn't want to do anymore. Like mm-hmm. it came very clear to me like, oh, that normal quote unquote, that thing that mm-hmm. I thought I really enjoyed. I don't miss it.
1: Yeah. Right. And it's, you also realize it's like, Oh, wow. I've, I've, I've found, you know, 30 to 40% of my anxiety was all this other stuff. And I don't need that anymore. I'm
0: 100%
1: my friend. I. It, sometimes there's silver linings and things like that. And I think those kind of moments for a lot of people, that's what that pandemic was was just like, What shit do you want to deal with when this opens back up? Not that stuff. Great. Then don't do that anymore.
0: Right. Right. The priority shift, the perspective shift, it it was really something.
1: Well, that's good. I hope it shifted for a positive for you.
0: Yeah. 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 I I came out of it just feeling, I feel good. I feel good. I had a, and you know, that was the only reason we got married. We were like, fuck this. Let's, this is something we want to do. Let's do it. Life is clearly very short.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we never know what's gonna go down tomorrow. So
1: because they could yeah. shut it down two days after they open it right back up, you know. Yeah. Can't let yeah. it hold, can't let it hold you down. Oh no, <laughs> you gotta keep on moving. Um
0: I got serenaded, I love it.
1: Yeah, I, I it's I, rum, it's rum night, so let's, let's let's do this. Um, I know because I know you and I follow you on Instagram and, and all the social meads. Uh, so Schmieds, that you are an avid music lover and you are an avid uh, album listening tour. her. Uh, you're back in loving the Vinyl. And you, um, <clears throat> a lot of times with your now husband, were having just album night where you would sit and drink wine and listen to music all night. And it seemed like it was at least once a week, if not multiple times a week. Um, so it made me a- want to ask you, what was Robin Coffin's top three albums of the pandemic?
0: Wow. What a doozy.
1: Yeah. What's, <gasps> what's, what's Robin coffin's top three playlist. What was, what, what were you, what, what tunes were you spinning on the old vinyl? The top three.
0: So I will say our vinyl collection. I mean, my God, we bought <laughs> a lot of records <laughs> for the pandemic. It's huge. We have almost a thousand records now. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah. it It's pretty bananas. Um, oh my gosh. Pandemic listening. We, oh, oh, here we go. Mm, okay, uh, okay. I got really, really into Roxy Music. Okay. I'm an avid David Bowie person. Yes,
1: yes. And yes,
0: yes. Uh, Brian Eno uh, sort of helped create Roxy Music. Brian Ferry, Brian Eno, 1972, okay. I believe, was their first record. Nice. Um, and they only had eight records. As Roxy music so I got really really into Roxy music and my lovely husband is the type that if I just like mention I said this in my vows if I just mention something that I'm into I have the whole collection like the <laughs> next day
1: <laughs> that's perfect
0: we got I got him really into Beck
1: oh wow yes
0: he was which is now considered
1: weird. classic rock I know but Ooh. kill me
0: just Ooh. kill me uh, so yeah, we, we really dove into Beck and he got really into Beck. You know, he got me really, we like, you know, cause we go back and forth, we get each other into stuff. I think some real hardcore pandemic listening was Black Sabbath.
1: Really? Okay. Were you a Sabbath fan prior and you were like, fuck it, let's just get hard. Or were you really like, Oh shit. I, I didn't realize how awesome Sabbath was.
0: I, I never, I didn't realize, uh, you know, I, I, I just didn't really have, when I was little, my sister was really into Sabbath, but I always knew Ozzy Osbourne as like the crazy drug guy who ate pigeon heads. and Yeah,
1: I just never the bat-biter really guy, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah bat, bat Don't listen
1: to him, he's the
0: devil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, Grant just really exposed me to Black Sabbath. So those, those are the three that stand out. Honorable mentions, Thin Lizzie. hmm Uh, I'm looking at my records as we speak.
1: <laughs> all one thousand of them. All <laughs> you're just now just naming all of your albums.
0: Now I'm, I'm I'll literally just spend this entire hour just naming all my records. Welcome uh, back to Robin's album mention, corner. Uh black black keys. We got really into black keys.
1: So. Uh but well, that's because they're pretty fucking great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, Robin Coffin, um, we met years ago, uh, God, I don't even know, fucking probably about six years ago by now.
0: Oh, it's, Christ. It's yeah. Time,
1: time flies when you're getting old. <laughs> and, uh, we met out back at the factory, old factory theater at the prop on, uh, Elston. Ye
0: old factory Ye old
1: theater. theater. <laughs> and, um, I had never met you before. I'd heard about you. Some people were like, oh, Robin's back in town or Robin moved back here. Robin, 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 Robin. Uh, and then you came to a show that I had done, I think, or something like that. We were hanging out back having a drink, and we kind of ran into each other, and just kind of like introduced ourselves. And then it was two hours later, and we we just kind of spewed our whole lives at each other, and we're like, "Holy shit! Half the stuff that we've done in our lives are in correlation with each other, and it's freaking me the fuck out." Um, <laughs> And you, and I realized at the end of it, everybody's like, you met Robin. I'm like, she's a fucking delight. So thank you for your time coming in tonight to coming in tonight. You're in your house still. Uh, Thanks for sitting down with me. Um, I've seen you perform in several things and I've performed with you in, in several things. And I think that you as an actor, you have that thing that I really wish I had more of. And it's just this really natural style of performance where it's, you know, coming out of your mouth and that's what you're saying that's what your character is who your character is there's no like seeing the work come out and stuff like that it's just natural to you which is a beautiful thing to watch um you're originally from uh, out the suburbs correct i
0: grew up in downers grove downers
1: grove what got you into acting like were you drawn in through um theater were you a theater person or were you drawn in more like hey i want to be more interested in like film and television what was your catch to pull you in and, and get you to be as amazing as you are.
0: Oh, you're the sweetest. <laughs> I'm drunk. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, to be honest, I had a super fucked up family mm. <laughs> as you do when you grow up in Downers grow.
1: So you're an artist. I see.
0: I'm a true artist. <laughs> yes. Uh, and really I got into theater. My uncle was an actor. And of course, I always loved movies and, and I really got into it i was totally intrigued by it and i got into it when i was a kid and theater was the thing that's the hook
1: for you yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and then i got on stage and it was like uh (laughs) uh-oh
1: this is it
0: this this is it
1: (laughs) how old were you when you when when that hook hit you when you were like oh i kind of want to just do this forever like was... I was
0: in junior high.
1: Okay, what role was it? What was the role that hooked Robin Coffin?
0: I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud. I.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's recording. It's only recording for it's all the only. All the record- year. It's
0: only. It will only be logged for the rest of our live. <laughs> I auditioned for a musical. I sang all seven and a half minutes of Hey Jude. Nice. <laughs> Because I made them listen and they were like you don't sing very well so they made me the rapper in the show
1: oh wow 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 yeah I so is, has little that robin
0: <laughs> played a rapper and that I, you know but I I like I was the hit because I, I of course made it comedic no right yes and then that was it. And then uh, high school came and speech team grabbed me. And oh, really? so I was a speech kid. It's, uh,
1: there's a lot of correlation I've heard uh, from people I've met over the years who had been perform- performing against, you know, also I was on speech and debate. And also I did this. That was all, everything was, if you could present something, that's people wanted to be in front of other people for whatever reason, because it's terrifying. I know, we all know, but at the yeah. same time, it's exhilarating as fuck. And when you nail yeah. it, yes.
0: Yes. When you nail it. And I, and I, you know, I did very well with it. It was very clear. And I've always had the comedic bend, you know, I, it just became very clear that I was this like weird quirky kid who had a thing that she was really good at. And it it kept me focused and it kept me away from the fucked upness of my family. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's,
1: it's nice to have those escapes like that. What was the thing that kept you here in Chicago? There's usually, it seems like there's three places you go when you want to be an actor uh, and, and, and make it it's New York it's Chicago and it's LA. Usually it's, uh, New York, for theater, LA for film and Chicago sits in that realm of like, I'll just go there for a little bit or what have not. Um, but this city is amazing for the arts and blows my mind that people don't see that as much as they should. Um, but was it because you had everything right here at your fingertips already and you just loved Chicago or was it like, would have like with me, is it, was it your hatred of New York? Like what was the thing that kind of kept you here? (laughs)
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I did stay here and I, I started working pretty regularly when I graduated and I was scared. I was scared. Like New York was always the big scary place mm-hmm. in L.A., I, I, I just was never really ready to take that leap. And then I met a dude and we got married and we moved to Seattle. So we just picked up and left and I just left everything. Oh, wow. Uh, when I was twenty seven. Um, so I walked away from it for a little while because it scared me. I was I was scared shitless. I I had no idea what because I was a theater kid and Mm -hmm. then I all of a sudden I got an agent and I started doing on camera auditions and commercials and I had no idea what I was doing. Totally Totally,
1: different world.
0: Totally different world, which is why I teach it now. (laughs) Um, because people need to know what a totally different world it is. Yes. And so I was scared. So I I walked away. I walked away and then Four years later, I came back full steam ahead and made a go at it, and it it it
1: worked. What clicked, what clicked in, your in your head? head but like, what was the thing that all of a sudden one day was like, no, fuck this, I, I fuck, I'm I'm gonna do this. I, I this is what I wanted to do. I'm gonna
0: do it. Like, what kicked your ass at one day? You know what it was. <laughs> so I don't know that oh. I've actually ever told anybody this.
1: Uh oh, again, confessions. Another first. Ooh, confessions. Welcome back to Confessions with Kevin Elvis. We're talking to Robin Kaufman <laughs> about all her deepest, target secrets.
0: I was watching the Oscars and it was the year that Michael Shannon was nominated for uh, uh, Revolutionary Road. Mm. Camera pans to Kate Winslet and he is sitting behind her just like nervously grinning. Cause like, (laughs) what am I doing at the Oscars? And seeing him, cause I had, you know, I didn't know him but I had done storytelling for a long time and he would always come and see our stories. And so he was always around, you know? And I saw that, and it it just, that was the click. I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?"
1: Right, that hometown boy sitting at the Oscars. Yeah,
0: uh, uh, what am I doing? And uh, mm-hmm. in two thousand nine, I I moved back, and I was like, "Fuck this, let's go." So I just hit the I, ground running. Yeah,
1: what was the um, what was the first gig that you booked where you were like? You saw that this was going, like, this can work. Like, this is going to work for me. This is the thing that is, like, catapulting me further in. This is going to be my career move thing here. What was that? Do you remember that first one that you had?
0: Mm-hmm. The first role that I got where I was like, ooh, I think there's something bubbling here. I booked my first TV show, which was Chicago Code. Ooh, that's right. I forgot about Chicago
1: Code. What was, yes. were, were they doctors, police officers, or lawyers? <laughs>
0: pick one uh (laughs) because chicago's got them all (laughs) um this was a cop show it was uh jennifer beals he was a cop um and i played i played a juror named lana dansby all right and i was i was shady i was a shady juror and uh i you know i had no idea that you know they like Put you, they they put you on hold for like a ten day window for shooting. So I thought that I was going to be shooting for ten days, right? Right. All this money, so I literally quit my restaurant.
1: (laughs) And then they were like, "We actually just need you to come in and die for thirty seconds, and uh, that'll be it. You'll be here for two hours, actually."
0: (laughs) I was actually there. I was called at five. I was in the very first scene with Francis Guinan. He played Mm -hmm. a lawyer. I remember that. at the very, very beginning of the day. And then I was in the very, very last scene that they filmed at the very, very end of the day. So I was called at like five and I think I wrapped at like 1130.
1: But in between, not a whole bunch going on. (laughs)
0: I took a nap. It was also the first time with a trailer, right? So I was like, oh, oh my God. i had
1: one of those and it's like, I don't have to go anywhere else to go to the bathroom. It's just right here in the same room with me. There's not a porta on potty and,
0: and I have a fireplace.
1: I've made it.
0: <laughs> I made it. I made it. And then I was like, I made it, I made it. And I just remember sitting in the trailer, just I was crying because I was like, oh my God, this is, I knew how enormous it was for that moment in my mm-hmm.
1: life. And then that just kind of started snowballing from there because you've been taking care. I mean, looking at your IMDb, I mean, short films, full uh, feature independent films, commercials, Mm -hmm. TV stuff, like it's just kind of been rolling for you, Um, which is amazing. Because that's, I mean, as an actor, it's it's tough to do because the market's flooded with so many people and catching fire is really just, once you start rolling through, that can really fucking go out of... Out of control in a great way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this Fire was the wrong thing to bring up because that's a negative thing. Uh, <laughs> it just gets bigger and it burns everything down, and, your and is then over. everything like, no,
0: is death <laughs>
1: terrible. And like, All of a sudden, there's just dead children everywhere, and your career is over. But that's not what we were talking about. Um,
0: <laughs> You're so funny. I missed you so much. <laughs> I missed
1: you so much too. We can need to do this face to face so we can drink I I high five more often. Is there been one role that you like just really super connected to, like that was like the one you're like, fuck now i got to chase that dragon.
0: I would say the the first feature film that I did years ago now, it was Finding Hope. I think, oh my God, maybe that was 2014 or 15. Yeah, I would say the role that I played in that because she was totally like, she was this awesome, like I, I I, tend to book the role that's like the kind of motherly mm-hmm. and the kind of a little sassy and the one that you can talk to. And there was just something about that that I really loved. But then I, I love to turn around and like a couple of years ago, I did a film called Later Days mm-hmm. where I played Shannon Klessanen. And I was, um, hilarious movie, just hilarious. Uh, just the writers and the directors were fantastic. Um, I played a goth woman. So those that know me know I'm very fair skinned and Mm -hmm. I have green eyes and blonde hair and they put me in full Susie Sue makeup. I wore full leather platform black boots and I had like the Robert Smith Susie Sue wig I don't
1: know if I would recognize you on the street if you walk past it, me it
0: was it was something most people will have absolutely <laughs> no idea that it's me and she's like really creepy and like weird um so that that comedically recently that was really uh that was a fun one
1: I think that's one thing I really love about your work as well too is because you have such a wonderful range of character work as well like your character's are always spot on, especially when you're like doing a good straightforward, like mom style character or whatever, but you also can go into a really fucking dark, weird range of fucking weirdos that just yeah. crack me up every every fucking time. 2012, I think is when you started Working on Chicago Fire. Am I yes. correct on that? Has it been that long? That is.
0: Look at you doing your homework.
1: Hey, hey, hey I have a computer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can only imagine what I would feel like when I got that call. What was that day like when they were like, "Hey, sidebar, we want you for this reoccurring character."
0: Booking Cindy was a particularly there. Of course, there's a story to this.
1: Ooh, I love stories. Do tell.
0: Do tell. Uh, so yeah, the audition—I believe it was July 26. It was a Friday. I'll never mm-hmm. forget it. And I—I mm-hmm. I had gotten the call two nights before. I was coming home from a factory rehearsal, and my okay. agent called and said, "Are you familiar with Steve from Sex and the City?" And I was like, "Hello, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's my fave." Um, and he said, "Well, there, there's a new show that's coming to Chicago. They're looking to cast." He's, he's one of the leads and they need his wife. And so you have this audition. And of course I immediately started breaking out. And- um, <laughs> Of course, it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, 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 and I had two scenes that I had to prepare. So I did that. And um, by the time I got into the room, I was the last person that they saw. They called five people in. Ooh. They had already looked in LA. They had already looked in New York and they were looking at ladies in Chicago. And mm-hmm. so I was the last. And by the time I got in the room they had decided that they were not going to do the sides anymore and that they were going to have us improvise oh no a scenario which I was like yeah because it, <laughs> it just made she made sense to me immediately really? I just oh, knew who great. this woman was so it was lovely and then I walked out of the building and I was put on hold it was me and another another actor that was put on hold and and then I went on vacation. I went to Seattle. And mon- that Monday morning, I get a phone call. Hey, now they want you to go back in the office. They need to see the scenes that they didn't have you do. And I was like, remember when I booked out and I went on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wait, I'm sorry, you're not here? And I'm like, no. I'm mm-hmm. in Seattle. And this, now mind you, this was pre-self-tape
1: world, right? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, you had to be there.
0: You had to be there. So she said to me, do you, my agent said to me, do you have your phone? I said, yeah. She's like, do you have someone that could read with you? I said, sure. And uh, I happened to have the outfit that I wore at the audition. So wow. I changed and put some makeup on and we taped it and we sent it off to the casting director and she sent me notes and I did it again. And that was that. And of course, I was like, I fucked this up. Oh my God, it's over.
1: And that was my chance. Jesus that Christ, was my why didn't I come to Seattle? But the coffee's so good.
0: <laughs> but the coffee's so good. The wine. And we were at a winery that Tuesday, <laughs> that Tuesday, St. Michelle. And I got the call.
1: Oh, that's amazing. So you and were already at a place where you could raise a glass and celebrate
0: and, oh, and toast. Oh, I had already raised a few glasses. Because
1: oh, sure, <laughs> wineers are uh, like, "His taste tested, spit it in the bucket." I'm like, I "Ain't <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm not spitting this out.
1: I paid good money for this taste.
0: Seriously. There is actually a photo. Someone snapped the photo of me getting the phone call.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: So there is a, there is a photographic record of me getting a phone call. And then, you know, it was a possible recurring. You never know if they're going to have you back. Mm -hmm. You never know what that's going to look like. Um, but then uh, I got a I got a Facebook message from the lovely David Eigenberg, who does play my hubby on Chicago Fire and he sent me this beautiful message like oh wow I can't wait I can't wait to meet you you know I talks you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to meet you That's I'm so good. excited yeah, 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 yeah I know well you know I spent a lot of time with together um, <laughs> he would it was just the most gracious, wonderful nice it was so wonderful so it's
1: just like the nicest guy oh. Just, he yes. seems like just like the nicest guy.
0: I, I cannot say enough good things about that man. Like truly.
1: It seems like y'all clicked right away then. Like, right what, away. Right First, away. Did you get to meet him prior to any type of rehearsals and shooting or like day old, oh, day one, no. like, sidebar, here's your husband.
0: Yeah. I showed up. We had our, cause we have, at that point we had four kids on the show and then I had a baby season one. Um, So it was me and the kids and him and, it was, it was my first episode and it was, it was instant. It was just instant. So oh, that's then they just kept writing. writing. <laughs> oh, cause you never know, right? You never, you never know. know. It could fall
1: flat and they could be a total piece of shit or they might think you're a total piece of shit. You know, you just never know what's mm-hmm. it like, uh, getting to know everybody through this process and how, how's that set life been for you?
0: It, I mean, it's, it's tremendous, you know, everybody's so warm and kind and, and good and and the last time I was there was a week before the wedding and I hadn't seen everybody since post post pandemic was the last time I saw everybody so okay. um so you know every you know it, oh congratulations oh my gosh this is so wonderful so we had so much to celebrate and 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 hug as much as we could because of course we all had the masks and right. we to be very careful but it was I mean it's just it, it's it's just tremendous. It's it's lovely and it's it's welcoming and it's friendly and it's it's kind and there's just kindness flowing. That's you know? wonderful
1: to hear because I mean, you always you hear all the, the 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 terror stories of being trapped on a set and people not liking each other and and we've all been there before. We've worked with people that we didn't get along with and it just makes mm-hmm. the job a sludge fest where you're like fuck I don't even want to ship like the, the paycheck isn't even worth this shit you know absolutely uh, and that's the worst too especially when you get locked in you finally get your big break and the people you work with are garbage you're like no,
0: oh, so it's no so it's wonderful
1: bad. to hear that that is you know especially now that everything has kind of grown so much in Chicago which Jesus Christ about time this city's ripe for any film or or TV show, look, look around at the scenery at the city. It's amazing and beautiful. Like, like it's just every show that I've watched in that was filmed here, Chicago is just the extra character at the scene. Like everything is so rich and beautiful. And so it's great that 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 type of work's coming here and it's good work and it's yeah you want to work with you know yeah and it's taking care of so many actors here in town so that's great congratulations i mean that's because you've been now i mean because you are still running a city like still to this day like that's Mm -hmm. from a quick like one shot to you know 2021 from 2012 you're flipping numbers actually you just flipping those last two and you're still i
0: know isn't Um, it
1: that's amazing Robin, outside, what I love about you is that now you are also sharing your talents with people uh, through teaching and private coaching. How hard was it to adapt that teaching once the pandemic rolled around, moving all to online base? Because, I mean, you know, when people are reforming your teaching and you're acting and you're in a room together, it's that energy is what kind of helps build that performance and finds that confidence in things and things in people. Was it really hard for everybody at first mm-hmm. to shake all that shit off and get used to being on this camera with none of that energy coming back? Yeah. yeah, it was,
0: it was a hard, hard thing to navigate. It was, it was a hard thing to know how to teach it. I bet. Um, so it was I very, very quickly had to figure out how to tap into this and what what ways that I could help people understand this very different way to do this. Mm-hmm. And in a way it was a good thing because you know there's a lot of Zoom stuff that's still going on. And I don't I don't think it's going to go anywhere necessarily. I don't think so either, no. It was a very, very hard thing to navigate. Uh, but at the, you know, I, I was so grateful to have work. I was so grateful that people were still needing this, you know. So mm-hmm. but I I mean I learned a ton. I learned a whole new skill. I learned what how to that? teach in this, you know. Yeah, this I just think this this box. We we didn't know what Zoom was. No, there was no. I did. Somebody was like
1: Zoom, and I'm like, what? The, what the fuck is Zoom? Why don't you yeah,
0: I was like, what? Do, what word are you saying to me? I don't understand. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was hard. It was really hard because yeah, that energy is not there. That mm-hmm. that human connection energy. So so I had to work really hard to create that. Well, yeah,
1: it's glad I'm glad that we're getting back to like you can get back face to face with your people. Yeah. If somebody wanted like if people were like, hey, I want to take acting classes from NBC's Cindy Herman. Um, where where do you teach? Where where can people find you to, to sign up for classes?
0: I teach at Vagabond School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. We are at Irving and Ravenswood. And uh, we are. Yeah, we're back in person. I'm doing in-person classes now.
1: Great, great, great. So go to Vagabond and find that. Go to their website. Find Robin Cawthon.
0: Yeah. It's uh bag And, you know, it's, it's also been really great because it's all, if it's not zoom, it's self tape right now until we can get back in these rooms. So right. we've been taping people left and right, you know, that they have that
1: resource, which is a whole little thing itself too. Like you have to have, you almost have to have a film degree on how to, shoot your own video at home jesus christ like the setup is ridiculous I like all of see. a sudden I, I all of a sudden i have lighting equipment and stands and cords and shit i'm like i just need a fucking job y'all what are y'all doing
0: it's oh, so it's, crazy it's, it's really crazy, crazy.
1: <laughs> but fuck at least it's the, the thing is it's still there it's 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 the jeff goldblum life finds a way <laughs> acting finds a way we're gonna fucking figure it out So we'll just do a bunch of fucking Facebook shows and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be great. Uh, Robin, uh, we've hit um, my favorite part of the show. Uh, It's a little section I like to call Same Three Questions. Same Same Three Questions. questions. Uh, These are the same three questions that I ask all of my guests, I just like to hear what all my different guests have to say about these questions. Um, so question number one, Robin Coffin, if you could have one superpower, which would it be and why?
0: Flying.
1: Flying. It's a very popular answer. I would love that as well, too. What is it for you? What's what, like...
0: Traffic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's usually the main thing. Fuck traffic. How many times oh, I fantasize standing at the bus stop fucking January and I just missed the bus and it's another 45 minutes? I'm like, if I could just fly, if I could just fly, I'd fly home right now. I
0: could now. just fly, I'd be home
1: right now. It'd be great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you ever have adulting fucking... would be much easier if we could fly?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flying. I love it. That's a wonderful answer. Uh, we'll, we'll say that is a correct answer
0: oh thank you oh so, I so am one for one
1: yes um question number two hey robin coffin if after you died you were reincarnated as a sandwich which sandwich would you want that to be what sandwich says i'm robin coffin <laughs> oh,
0: that's amazing a reuben
1: a reuben oh why a reuben
0: Cause then it'd be a Reuben coffin. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Um. Nope. Nope. Don't explain it anymore. That's the answer. That is the correct answer. Cause it's a Reuben coffin. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. That's, that's been, uh, you've moved up into the ranks of some of my my favorite answers for that one. Reuben pretty plain. Why a Reuben coffin comedy gold.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's God.
1: jesus christ okay uh and final question number three hey robin yeah. blue or green oh.
0: blue
1: oh i'm so sorry the answer was green the answer <laughs> is green
0: i you know i used but, i would have said green years but, ago and now yeah, i'm blue
1: but when you said green it would have been blue um so two out of three ain't bad <laughs> you did so only great.
0: because i have a pair of blue boots and they're the greatest things ever
1: <laughs> i'm sure i can only imagine a blue suede are they blue suede
0: boots yes actually
1: because if you're gonna have a pair of blue shoes they need to be suede
0: mm-hmm.
1: no matter what what shape they what form they may take it could be a flip-flop should be suede I know you're on social media. If people wanted to follow you to find out more about you and what you're doing and what shows you might be doing coming up, because theater's coming back and you're also doing theater, which we didn't even get the chance to talk about. And you've got, I'm sure you're going to be back on fire soon and
0: all sorts of things. Where can people find all this information about you? Well, I am Robin Coffin. That's Robin with a Y. Why? Uh, why is my name a or? <laughs> Both. <laughs> My mom just, you know, oh, rabbit, um, without the why, you're a bird, and you are not a bird. That's the best explanation that I could get. Why? All right. Yeah. Love it. Uh, love it. Coffin, C-O-F-F-I-N, as morbid as that is. That's my last <laughs> name. Uh, and then I'm at Coffin Bird on Instagram excellent excellent we'll go
1: find robin coffin with a y because she's not a bird motherfuckers uh go find her what i did
0: there i'm Coffin
1: for yeah, Never mind. no you didn't no i'm not gonna you you spin it all with the reuben we're no we're, we're done sorry no, i'm it's out no, i'm out that's it That's it. it's all you, you get one per show and you have to come back again for another one but this is the this is it uh robin coffin thank you so much for
0: coming. thank you you delightful punk of person i love you
1: i love you so much thanks for coming over we're coming over thanks for sitting down in your own home
0: (laughs) you're welcome thank you for having me sit down
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was robin coffin and she's totally great yeah no that was terrible that was terrible singing that was not very good and i want to know if you thought so. Hey, let me know if it was garbage. Hey, let me know if you liked it. Why don't you just rate and review us? Shoot on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Give us some stars. Tell us what you think. You want some more singing? I'll sing for you. Just rate and review. <laughs> Well, that about does it for this episode. As always, I'd like to thank my dear friend, Mr. Jason Moody, for our kick-ass theme song, and my dear friend, Corbett Pasco for our three-question stinger. Be sure to join us next time when we sit down with a new guest and ask them that burning question. Who the fuck
0: are you? Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.